Welcome to Pathway to Faith Podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. So my message today is titled, Being Spiritually Minded. Being spiritually minded. Because, you know, we, we think and we do things. You can just keep going. We, we think and we do things, and most of the time it's fleshly minded. Most of the time we do it just out of our flesh. So we don't give the spirit enough time to transform our mind to really act out of the spirit. Amen? So in order for you to walk in the spirit, you have to be spiritually minded. Ephesians 4.23 says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Now, in the Amplified Bible say, and be continuously renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude. A fresh. Because if you constantly just phone, TV, where you, you're not, you got to push that away. You got to fight to get into the spirit. It, it's a fight. If you're coming home from work and you're dealing with the kids all day, you're dealing with this and dealing with that, you don't have no time with God, everything you do is going to be emotional. So you got to push that away and, and press in. Amen? Press in. And uh, so let's, uh, let's start. I want to start at Ephesians uh, 4, 22. Let's go up to 22. I want to start at 22. 23 is the, uh, one of the main chapters. I want to start at 22 because it's so powerful. And if you have your Bibles, okay, let's go to verse 22. The Bible said in Ephesians 4, 22, it says, it says uh, that you, you see how, who? It said that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust. So lust is deceitful. It can deceive you to do things that you know you shouldn't be doing. He said, but you put off the old man. He said, verse 23, this verse, he said, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Verse 24, and that you put on. Once you renew your mind, now you got to put on Christ. That's what being saved and born again is. You came out of the world, you put on a new man, and now you got to put on Christ. You got to walk in this thing. And a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people think I just come to church and then say, no, you have to be born again. Amen? So you have to be. He said, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God and true righteousness and holiness. Paul tell us the new man. Some people think that just because you're saved, you don't have to do anything. I'm saved and I just go to church, think you don't have to do anything. He tell us that we have to do something. You have to do the putting on. You have to take the time, which means you have to make a conscious, I wrote this down, which means you have to make a conscious moment by moment choice to depend upon the spirit power to transform your mind. You have to make that choice. Listen, see, sin is still powerful. We think because we save enough to deal with sin. Sin is still powerful, but it can no longer control you unless you allow it to. Yeah, sin is powerful. You know, when you're doing it, how strong that feeling is, that urge to do it, that's sin. It's a powerful force. You know, in, 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 in Romans chapter 7, if you read chapter 7, Paul talks about what I will to do good, I couldn't do it, I didn't do this, and talking about all flesh and sin. But then you go to Romans um, chapter 8, it tells you you can do it by the Spirit. And I'm going to get into that. It tells you about the Spirit. And it mentioned the Spirit in Romans chapter 8, 18 times. It never mentioned in Romans chapter 7. And you read Romans chapter 7, you really will be a little depressed. You're like, I, I can't make it. I can't do it because it tells me I can't, I can't, I can't. But you get into Romans chapter 8, it tells you you can do it by the Spirit. If you let the Holy Spirit train you and teach you, you can resist the enemy. Amen? You can resist the enemy. Say, I, look at your neighbor and say, I need to be spiritually minded. Okay, in order for you to walk in the spirit, you have to be, number one, he said, in order for you to walk in the spirit, you have to be spiritually minded. 
are Christ-minded. You have to be spiritually minded or Christ-minded. You got to, like I said earlier, you got to set aside all of the stuff. And I'm not just talking to adults, I'm talking about teenagers. You're on those phones all day, you're doing this all day, just me, 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 flesh, the corner man. It's all the flesh want, just me. It's what I want, what I want. So when it's time to praise God or worship God, you don't want to do it because you're fulfilling the lust of that flesh. So you have to set aside, this is my time with God. Because this was going to help you to make better decisions. This was going to help you to walk in the spirit and not cuss the person out and who cut you off. Yeah, the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, meekness, temperance, faith, and self-control. All those fruits, you got to walk in them. They don't just happen all, uh, uh, no, you got to walk in them. You got to resist that flesh, all of those negative things above that, and then you got to put on the fruit of the spirit. And when a person cuts you off when that, praise the Lord. Man, I was almost cussing out, but I was, praise God. You know what I'm saying? You have to listen. We all go through those times, but you have to resist it. And every time you resist it, you get stronger and stronger. Amen? Go to uh, Philippians 2.5. Philippians 2.5. We, we took time praising God, but that's fine with me. We can do that all day. <laughs> Come on now. He said, uh, let this mind be in you which is also in Christ Jesus. He said, let this mind, the thoughts, be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Jesus had every opportunity to, to get mad and do what he, because the way that people was treating him. But he was so much walking in the spirit, he resisted those things. So you have to resist the devil. The Bible says, submit unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee. But a lot of you don't resist. Soon when the devil brings the thought to your mind, you're doing it. The Bible says you have to resist it. And you have to say it out loud. No, devil, I'm not doing that. I don't do that no more. And then he's going to flee. But if you're just trying to reason with the devil in your mind, you're going to lose all the time. Because he knows what you like. He knows what to bring in your way. He knows what you, where, you, uh, where you go all the time. So if you resist that, you get stronger and stronger. But Christian people, we get saved and we don't want to read the Bible. We don't want to pray. We don't want to build ourselves up spiritually. And then we cry and come try to wear the man of God out for prayer and this and that and prayer. And they say, you do it. You got the same power. Pastor teaches us to go out there with the power, and we do it in our homes. If, the, if things aren't working right in your home, you have every authority in your home to cast out that devil. But we don't do that. We just let the devil try to do whatever he want to do. Amen. Romans 8.5. Let's go to Romans 8.5. Now we're going to get into Romans 8.5. Where you live in. He said, where, that's Romans 8.5. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Come on, y'all going to walk in the spirit? Amen. Romans 8.5, it says. Now listen to this. Now if you have a Bible, write it down or take the notes. Take the notes, and, and, uh, and if you don't take notes, watch it again. But really, just watch Wednesday. Watch Wednesday. Don't, don't worry about minds. Watch Wednesday. Pastor was powerful Wednesday. It was a powerful message. And I tell you, sometimes I want to just run around my seat because I catch those nuggets, what he's talking about, what he's saying. Amen? Romans 8, 5 says, uh, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. He said, but those according to the spirit capitalized, talking about the Holy Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Verse 6, for to be cornerly minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Look at that. For to be cornerly minded, cornerly means flesh. It's in your flesh all the time. So everything you do is in the flesh. This is how we always do it. This is the Jones. We always do this. We always know, no, your family... It's because your mom and dad cuss people out. I mean, you don't have to cuss them out. You don't have to. No, this is it. That's a spirit. That's a generation of curse that you're doing, and you pick that up, and your kids are going to pick it up, and their kids are going to pick it up. But you have to stop that. No, this is the, this, I don't do it like that. I don't respond the way I, I should respond, the way I want to respond, because I have the spirit of God in me. Amen? Let's go down to uh, verse, let's go down to verse 8. 
So then those who are in, he said, those who are, are in, oh, I love that. He said, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. And I know people say, well, man, you don't walk in the spirit all the time. I'm not walking in the spirit. The Bible said, yes, you are. Look at verse 9. It means I'm not in the, I'm in the flesh. No, no, no. Look at the verse 9 say. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. So that, that verse above that was talking about unsaved prayer. They're always in the flesh. Always, always. He said, but you are in the spirit, meaning that you can control what's going on in your life. You can control it. You may not feel, don't be emotionally led on everything. No, you can't, like Pastor was talking about on um, Friday, five senses. Five senses, catch, smell, taste, hear, all, all those, we respond out of that. God gave us those to respond on this earthly realm. But we need the spiritual, we respond on everything in the spirit. So that's why he gave us the spirit word. Amen? So let's continue on. Like I said, Romans, where we at? See, pastor is trying to feed us the meat of God. He is trying everything. This man come out here and he's pulling out for 30 years. He's been pulling out the word of God. But we haven't been taking it and applying it to our lives so we can see a change in our lives. So we come back every week, same thing, every week. No, apply that word, pray, read the word, amen? And I'm not just talking about new members. We have to catch the meat. We have to write it down. Write down what God is saying in your life. It may be a nugget. Pastor may be saying, so just write it down. And go home and meditate on that word. Meditate on that word. Amen? And I love this because in 1 Corinthians 3, 1 through 3, and it talks about the meat of the word. He said, and I, brethren, could not speak to you as a spiritual people, but as to carnal, as fleshly, as to babes in Christ. Verse 2, I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you are still not able. He said, even now you are still not able. And that's how it is in the churches. Even now some church people are still not able to receive the meat of the word because they're still carnal. And he talks about that in the next one. He said, verse 3, for you are still carnal. For where there is envy, come on, strife, division among you, you are not carnal but behaving like mere men or women. Envy, strife, all that stuff going on in the church, that's still carnal. She didn't speak to me, I'm mad at her, he don't like me, I'm at, that's carnal. And we're trying to get to the place where we was this morning, all the times. We want to be in that place all the time. But all the flesh going on in here, you got to deal with the flesh and the resistance. And this one, man, and this one. You got to get past that. Amen. Just forgive them. Yeah, you just forgive them. I have, get offended all the time. But I have to forgive to keep my heart clean. Just forgive them. Because if you don't, you're going to stay in that pew and you'll never come up and get a, a good worship, a good fleshing out. But y'all can, I mean, you can feel the presence of God. The, the choir set the atmosphere this morning. I mean, it set the atmosphere. But if you don't come up and get it and stop being stubborn, especially men, some of us just stubborn. God said, go up there and get something for your family. Go and just worship the Lord. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I don't want nobody to see me. I, I don't take all that. Yeah, but you're going home and deal with all this mess. You're going home looking at stuff you know you don't supposed to be looking at. That you're addicted to it. You know you don't have no control over it, but you don't want to come to the altar and get deliverance. Because you have got accustomed to your sin. It makes you feel good. That's a relief. So, so I'm good with that. But God said, come to the altar and get delivered, but you don't want that. That's the only thing that you, makes you feel comfortable. So you got to be set free. God wants you to see God have so much for us. But sin holds us back. The power of sin will hold you back. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. 
God have great things for you to do. Great things for you to do. And we got to press in and say, God, what do you want me to do in this crazy, dying world? This world is crazy. You got people don't know who they are. You're a man, you're a woman, you're a boy, you're a girl. You're, you're doing all this craziness stuff. And if you don't, if you don't separate yourself from that, you'll get comfortable being around it. That's okay. They're still okay, but he's a man looking like a woman. But, but that's okay. They're still, and you working with him, and you, come on now. Yeah, we love them, but we don't accept the sin that's, that's going on, the craziness going on. But if you don't separate yourself and spend time with God, it's going to be nothing to you. You're going to just walk in the crowd. I mean, literally walk in the crowd. And you'll be like, oh, it don't bother me. No, it should bother you. It should bother you. Let's go to Romans 6 again. Say, but you are cornerly minded. He said, for you to be cornerly minded, is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, Romans 8, 6. Shannon, you got my message. I was sitting on my patio, um, gone over this message this morning, Shannon sent out the men's thing, and that was one of the scriptures right there. I said, he's all in my message this morning. <laughs> I said, thank God, you sent that out. Romans 8, 6, and it was so powerful because that's, it's true. But to be cornerly minded is death. It's nothing in the corner of flesh, nothing that you can produce. Hear me, nothing that can be produced in the flesh because there's no fruit in it. It's dead works. So, but in the spirit grows. That's why homosexuality is not of God. It, it, nothing grows and it can't produce anything. It can't produce nothing but lust. Yeah, it can't produce, it can't reproduce. That's why they're trying to get your kids at a certain age, going to the libraries and, and, and yeah, they, they're trying to get it because they can't produce it. So, so they get them young, and they get the kids young, and they grow up, and then they all think that they are just a girl or a boy. Because they can't do it God's way. And, you, and some of you, I know none of y'all is doing it, but they got the kids going to the library, and they drag queens. Come on, now they're trying to, <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. Let, let, I can get on on that one. Amen? He said, but Galatians 5, 16 said, I said then, walk in the spirit and you should not fulfill the lust of your flesh. That's one of the scriptures pastors say it too. Walk in the spirit. Now, we ain't talking about just taking a little stroll. We're not talking about walking. We're talking about conduct yourself, behave yourself in the spirit. And you will not fulfill the lust or the craving or desires of this flesh. So you have to conduct yourself. When you leave here, walk in the spirit. Don't just do it here. And praise God, how you doing? I'm soon you get outside, because soon you get here, the enemy come immediately to steal this word, to steal that praise. He's going to come immediately. The Bible says it. So when you win, you resist him, and then you, you got victory. But if you just fall into, I'm just mad, and I'm going off at the restaurant, you going off on somebody, you, come on now, you get stronger and stronger when you resist it. You resist it. Then you get stronger. And that's the scripture God gave me when I was being, when I first got saved, I was trying to, I said, God, God, this is hard. I'm in California. I'm trying to live for you. Girls everywhere, parties everywhere. This is hard as a man. You tell me I can't do this, can't do this. This is hard. I said, God, you have to help me. He said, submit unto God. Resist the devil. And you will, I said, I am submitting. I said, I'm not going nowhere on Friday nights. I'm in my I'm not going to parties. I'm not going to club. I'm doing, I'm submitting. God help me. You know, but they're driving up to you in California. Hey, how you doing? Just just everywhere in California. Just everywhere. I don't know how you saved in California. I'm like, Jesus, help me. So I just lock myself up most of the time. I'm like, I ain't going nowhere because I'm I want Jesus. But the, but he said, Troy, you you submitting, but you're not resisting. So I had to resist it. I was like, I'm resisting it. Speak it out. No, I'm not doing it. No, I'm not doing it. No, 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 no. And I lived by myself in Berkeley. And I remember one girl, girl I used to date came to my house. And she was, just came to the door. I'm like, can I help you? Like, what are you, you ain't coming in here. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. She like, no. Um, but but there was a miracle of God because I was believing God. This is when I first got saved. I was believing God to go to church that night. I was young, me and my son, and I was just believing for some, some money. I said, I don't have no gas. I was a single man. I said, I need 
something. I need to go to church. I say, God, and, I, and I'm not advise you to do this, but I did it. I sit on that sofa, and I say, God, I'm believing you that I'll be able to go to church tonight, California Church on Tuesday. And I tell you, I sit and I fell asleep, and that's when the girl came knock on the door, and she, was, she was came on the door, and I woke up, hey, how you doing? She said, what's going on? She said, I'm on my way to the wash house. I'm on my way to the wash house. And she said, I just know you got saved. You're going to church now, Troy. I'm just so proud of you, and, and I'm just so happy. I said, good, good. She said, uh, I just want to give you this $10. Wow. I'm serious. I, I, I never, she said, I just want to, she said, I just want to, I know you're raising your son, you're by yourself. I'm like, I need that $10. Get, get. <laughs> yes, but you're not coming in here, though. I appreciate it. I said, listen, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Got the money, shut the door for me. I was praising God. I went iron my clothes. I'm about to go to church. I'm like, from, I lived in Berkeley, Oakland. That was like a 30-minute drive. I'm like, shoot, I had enough gas to get to work the next week. So I was like, Jesus. But, but the temptation was, even though she wasn't, because she just, God used her to bring me $10. Because my heart and desire was to go to church that night. And we became friends, and she, she's, she got saved, and she's, she's a wonderful woman in California doing whatever God called her to do. But you have to resist those temptations or whatever. You have to do it. Romans 8, um, 8 says, so then those who are in, a fi- in his fixed position, the flesh cannot please God. He said, but you are not in the flesh. He said, if any man does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. Uh, uh, nugget number two. Uh, said you have to be born again to have the mind of Christ. John 3, 3 said what? Uh, Jesus answered and said unto him, truly, truly, I say unto you, unless you is born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. God's kingdom is a spiritual kingdom. You have to be born in it. Remember that God's kingdom is a spiritual kingdom. Just like he was born into this earth, you have to be born into God's kingdom. So just coming to church don't make you saved. Just sitting in your garage is not going to make you a car. It's just not going to happen. You have to come and be, receive Jesus. Romans 10, 9, 10 said, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So you have to be saved, born again, and that's when the new process starts. That's when the new life starts. Amen? So you have to be born again. And not just, and when you are born again, we are commissioned to tell others about Jesus. Mark 16, 15. Go to that. I love that. Because that was my, uh, my, one of my main scriptures when I first got saved. Mark 16, 15. Go to that real quick and put it up on the board. Because this is the great commission. This is the great commission. He commissioned us to do this. He said, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He said, who believe, he, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And what? These signs will follow those who believe. He said, in my name. And what? And what the name was called on this morning? <laughs> he said, in my name. They will do what? Cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. Come on now, he said, in my name. He said, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything daily, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Now, now, now this is another thing with us. When God called us to be, to be a witness, he ain't just talking about all just, just black people. I want y'all to know that. Everybody. So you may see somebody out there, white, Mexican, Chinese, whatever, God wants you to witness to them. We're commissioned to be a witness. Not just us. We got to get past that. You got to clean your heart from that. God, God wants us to witness to everybody. You know, everybody. And there's another quick, 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 quick story about this. Last week, my wife's tire had a, tire, a flat in her tire, a nail in her tire. And I went to Walmart to get put, taken out. And it was like, oh, nah, we can't take it out because where is it at? And instantly, the Holy Spirit said, go. To, I was on, on, on in Liberty. He said, go to um, um, 40 Highway, where I used to buy used tires and stuff. He said, go. I said, Lord, I'm way down here. You want me to go way to 40 Highway? I'm in Liberty. He said, I mean, Holy Spirit said, go to on um, 40 Highway and get, the, you get your tire fixed. I know I just bought a new tire, so I don't need a tire. So I drove the 30 minutes out there, 
and I sit there. And I always, when you go places, please try to bring a, a book or something to read when you're waiting. Don't just be on your phone all the time, because that's a witness too. So I had a book, a spiritual book, had God on it saying something, so I'm always reading, reading. This lady sitting next to me, sitting next to me, she said, what are you reading? What, what is that? I said, oh, it's a book. She said, oh, that's, that's a good book. I said, oh, oh, blah, blah. But when she said that, I looked at her arm, and she had her little circles and circles with the stars and all that stuff in it. You know, that's demonic. That's just demonic stuff. And I said, okay, okay, okay. So she's sitting there, and the Holy Spirit said, tell her about me. So she already asked me what I was doing, so now it's my chance to get in her business. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm like, uh, I said, so... What is all that on your arm? And she just looked. She said, well, I, I'm a wicker, and I believe in the stars, and I believe. And she told me all, and I just saw witchcraft. So all I saw was just witchcraft. She's a witch. And, and she's talking, and she was about 80 years old, older lady, a white lady. And she just was like, ah, and telling me all her little story, 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 story. And I said, well, what is Jesus to you? She said, well, we, we believe he was recreated, and he's this, and he's part of this and part of that. And then she was trying to go on and go, and I'm just listening to her, sitting there and listening to her. So by this time, the guy tell me, your car is ready, D distraction trying to come now. And I'm listening, I'm getting built up mad and just at the devil. I said, so what is God? I said, who you pray to? Who is God to you? I said, we pray to all the stars, and we believe in this, and we believe. Just go on that mess, and the Holy Spirit says, shut it down. <laughs> I mean, literally, I'm not, and she tried to reach her hand out to me and shake my hand. I just held my hand like that. I'm not going to agree with the devil, what he's saying. So I didn't agree with her. I didn't shake her hand. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Holy Spirit said, shut it down. And the guy said, your car is ready. Your car ready. I was focused on her. I wasn't even focused on what he was talking about. And we in the middle of 40 Highway in, in the tire shop, people all in the library. I said, can I pray with you? I said, God loves you. I said, Jesus loves you. And he wants you set free. He wants you delivered. And she looked. And she was like, sure, sure. And she bowed, bowed right there in the lobby. She bowed her head, and I'm praying. I said, Father, I said, repeat after me. I said, no, you repeat after me. I started to ask, what is your name, devil? What is that spirit name? But I said, in the name of Jesus, I repent. And she said it. She said, I repent of all my ways. Cleanse me. Wash me. She says, I said, Satan, I renounce you now. You're out of my life. I live for, and she just said everything. She was saying everything. She was saying everything. Then when I finished praying for her, I prayed for her, you can see she opened her eyes. I said, well, how do you feel? She said, I feel a refreshing. She said, I feel light. This woman told me I feel light. I told my wife, she said, I feel light. She said, thank you. She said, are you a preacher? I said, yes, I am. I'm talking to the devil now. I said, yes, I am. Yeah, yes, I am. She said, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Then the guy got up and took my hand. Then she turned around and she said, and she came to me again. And then she reached out her hand. She said, thank you. And I shook the hand. I shook the hand. You're welcome. Jesus loves you. And I said, go home. I just saw her in the house. She had witchcraft stuff all in the house. I said, go take all that stuff out of your house and get rid of it and worship Jesus and follow Jesus. She was so blessed. She was so, but I'm saying we got to be led by the spirit to do that. I didn't want to go to 40 Highway and for a flat tire. But I know the Holy Spirit told me that, and that woman was sitting there, and that witch woman probably did witchcraft all of her life. And now she's set free by a willing vessel. So when you go to places, you go to places, you go to places, don't just go for you, 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 you. And by that time, I was pumped up. I went to Walmart. I'm, I'm ready to pray for everybody. I'm serious. They had a, the guy in the wheelchair, the greeter in the wheelchair. I walked out and I said, hey, how you doing? How you doing? He said, what's your, uh, can, let me pray with you, right? Walmart greeter. I said, this ain't God's will for you to be in the wheelchair. You look like about 25 years old. You got Sarah Palsy over there. I said, this ain't God's will for you to be in the wheelchair. I said, let's pray. I'm believing God that God heal you. He said, thank you, thank you, thank you. But the spirit of God was just moving that day and he'll move on each and every one of us. If we just be yielded and be a vessel and say, God, I want to witness today. Before you start your day, say, God, who you want me to witness to today? Who is closest to death that I need to tell about Jesus? Somebody's about to kill itself. Somebody's about to do something. But I got to stop thinking about me, 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 me.
And he may have to go out of your way. You may have to give something. But God's saying, do it because I want you to do it. And if he, if he can see that he can use you, he will do all type of things for you. I mean, you can just walk in the because the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. You can go to Walmart and you see all these, come on, now you got just so many crazy stuff going on just in Walmart. I'm like, hi in the world, what's, what's going on? We go there, we get all this stuff, we go home, minding my own business. They almost know I'm a Christian. Some of them on your job, they almost know you're a Christian. I don't want to offend nobody. I don't want to tell them, you don't have to offend nobody, just live like a Christian. And when they see you just chilling in the break room, not into all this strife, they're going to come to you. They're going to come to you. Boy, how are you so peaceful? What, what's going on? Can you pray for me? And that's the door right there. You don't have to have a sign say Jesus and a hat say Jesus. And, and you don't have to do all that. Just live the life. Praise God. Be nice. Because the world is not nice. The world is strife. But we walk in the spirit. We're going to change everything. Amen? So walk in the spirit. And I pray for that woman, wherever she may be right now, whatever she's doing. But I wasn't afraid. No, you got to be bold as a lion. He give you the power to do this. Number three, say you have to take the steps to change your mind from carnal to spiritual. You have to take the steps. And in Philippians 4a, say, finally, brothers, finally, brothers, whatsoever things are true, Listen to that. Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, you have to do it. He said, you have to do whatever those things, so whatever these thoughts that's coming in your mind, you have to change your thought to pure thoughts, to honest thoughts, truthful thoughts. Don't be so uh, skeptical about everybody. You know, suspicion, suspicion, fear brings suspicion. When you, I don't know, I don't trust her, I don't trust suspicion. Because you're probably watching a lot of fear movies. And that makes you suspicious of everybody. What you doing? What you, what you doing? That's a spirit. You should be sitting up there filling yourself up with the demonic, witchcraft, crazy stuff that's on TV. And then you come here. And that's why it's heavy for you to praise God when you come here. Because last night you probably watched a scary movie or some demonic witchcraft movie. And then you said, now I cast it out of my house. No, you just invite your man. You just, you just, you're like, I ain't going nowhere. You just, I ain't going nowhere. You just watched three movies, scary movies, and now you want to cast them out. It don't work like that. You can't watch this type of stuff. You can't watch this housewives or whatever it's called, wives, housewives of the land and stuff, and not think your husband is cheating. Because all they do is talk about cheating and lust and perversion. So you, you always looking at your wife's phone, your husband's phone, okay, what Because you're watching and you're feeding yourself. That's all they talk about. That's it. I don't have a problem on my phone. My wife knows she, she, she has my passcode. She can check whatever she wants in my phone. And, and hey, not do the same for her. But you can't feed yourself this world and think you're going to be spiritual. Because it's not going to work. He said, be ye separated from the world. You got to separate yourself from the world. He said, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. So you are in this world, but you're not of the world. I mean, you don't do the things the world do. Amen? Just repent. Take the responsibility. It's not your pastor's fault. It's not your job's fault. It's not anybody's fault. It's your responsibility. Just repent and start your relationship. Start your relationship with Christ. And that's the scripture I wanted this morning. I was 423. We don't have to turn there. But it was so powerful because that's the scripture the Lord gave me last night. And what we felt this morning, more, uh, John 423, what we felt this morning was what God was saying to me. He said, because Pastor Winston, when he left, see, y'all be leaving too soon sometime on Winston. Who, who was there when Pastor, Pastor preached after he preached? I mean, man, it was just, he didn't leave. And y'all just went on out. And we stood here, and he's about another 30 minutes. He was just like going, I mean, I was just taking it in. Yes, yes, yes. And he just was pouring out, pouring out. But, but what he's saying is it's time for the church to have that experience again. 
Look, look what they say. He's talking to the woman at the well. He said, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. But God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. He said, God is spirit. He said, so you have to get out of your flesh and get into the spirit to worship God. You have to. Amen? Number four, start thinking about what you're thinking about. Yeah, don't let those thoughts just come into your mind and just start thinking about what are you thinking about? He said, Proverbs 23, 7 says, for as a man thinking in his heart, so is he. Whatever a man thinking in his heart, so, so stop being a hypocrite. A hypocrite just, in the word, is we mean an actor, just somebody act. You come here, you act, because you, what you're thinking all the time. Stop being a hypocrite. Say, God, I want to live for you. When you fall, get back up, but live for Jesus. He said, see, I don't, I don't want to do that. I, I, don't want to, I want to think different. I want to think spiritually minded. I want to think spiritually minded. He said, and I love this verse because he said, Matthews 23, 1. If you have your Bibles, go to Matthews 23, 1. Matthews 23, 1. Because hypocrites, this is what they do. The scribes and Pharisees was hypocrites. There, there was hypocrites. Jesus said, then Jesus spoke to the multitude to his disciples, uh, saying, the scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. Moses was the lawgiver. He wrote the law. They, sit, they, they do all that stuff. But look what he tell you to do. He said, uh, therefore, whatever they tell you to observe, that observe and do. Meaning they're not telling you wrong. They're telling you the law. They're telling you what to do, blah, blah, blah. But look what he said here. But do not do according to their works. For they say and they do not do. So that's a hypocrite. Somebody that's saying something and do not do. That's why we thank God for our man and God, because he do what he says he's going to do. For 30 years, he's been faithful in doing it. You know, he, he's faithful. So when he tell you to do something, tell you to do something, we have to trust and have faith in our man and God. So hypocrites are going to tell you to do something and they ain't doing it. Hey, ties, do this, and they ain't doing it. They ain't doing it. Nothing they do. So I'm trying, as a minister, and as all the ministers here, we're trying to do what our pastor do and just lead the congregation. He says, so you can be disciples of Christ. So you can go and tell other people about Jesus Christ. You don't, it's like a school. This is like a school. You come here, you get the word, write nuggets down, then you go out into the world. That's what pastors do. He teach us so we can go out into the world. Not just keep coming. It's like going back to a hospital Every time. They're going to get to, what's wrong with you? Every week you go into the hospital, this is like a spiritual hospital. So you get, come get strong in the spirit so you go out there and tell the devil kingdoms down. Do what they did in the book of Acts. But you just keep coming here, hearing the word, and not doing anything. That's why you're defeated. He said, put on the whole arm of God. He said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rules of, 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 in high places. He said, but you put on the armor so you can resist those things. And I'm about to close up in a minute, but praise God, I just want to get this other nugget out. Reject the old carnal ways of thinking. That's 2 Corinthians 5, no, 10, 5. 2 Corinthians 10, 5. He said, casting down arguments in every high thing. Arguments, just imagination that's going on in your mind. He said, casting them down, things that exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. See, this is the most, not hard, but this is one of the most challenging ways because thoughts, because you've been raised up in certain thoughts. Your mom did it this way. He was raised up, so those thoughts. But you have to cast down certain thoughts. Like I said a while back, every thought that comes to your mind is not your thoughts. You're not a bad person because you had a bad thought. The devil put thoughts in your mind. But you take the thought when you say it. Another scripture said, take no thought saying. So when you say it, you took that thought. The thought comes, oh, I get, I get sick every, every year. 
And you said, oh, I get sick every year. I can't, yeah, I catch the flu every year. You took the thought. He said, take no thought saying. So don't say it. When that thought comes, you cast it down. I cast you out of my mind. That's not what I do. I cast you out, Satan, in the name of Jesus. You have to cast it out. You have to say something. You have to cast it out. He said, and it's hard because sometimes you think those old habits just come back. They always try to come back. After you do something, they always try to, because the devil, you haven't really closed the door on the devil. You haven't made it to where I am not doing that no matter what. I made it up in my mind when I got delivered from clubs. I was a party club, California, Oakland. We used to party every weekend. When I got saved that Friday night, that was done. Never went back to a I made up in my mind I'm not going back to a club. And now in my mind, I'm thinking, you got demons, rapists, drug addicts, molesters, trans. You got everybody in a club. I mean, just everybody, all type of spirits. And you just go in there and you just think you as Christian going to just fit right in. And you got all this filth, but they're dressed up nice, look nice. She looked pretty, she looked, she may be a witch. And you dancing with her and you just doing all this stuff with a witch. She's in your head putting a spell all on you. And you wondering why you lusting after her now. You just dance with a witch. She, I feel good, man, I feel good. And then you get drunk and I don't know what happened last night, you probably slept with a witch. Serious, you, you, you don't know what, what, who she was. Oh, he was fine, he, he looked good, but yeah, he was a demon, he was a devil. And he was, yeah, he looked good, but he was a devil. Got your butt home and raped you or did something to you. People, it, listen, this is a serious thing. You can't play with this just because your flesh want to have a good time. I just want to go and have a good time. I'm going to the bar, okay? Won't see me there in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's keep on going, but just keep rejecting that thought. Just keep rejecting. Like I said, keep rejecting that thought. I'm not doing this. This is the last one. To be spiritually minded, you have to, I just talked about that, disassociate from the past. You have to. You have to. Philippians 3, go to Philippians 3, 12. This is the last nuggets. And uh, Philippians 3.12. Let's go to that real quickly. And I'm going to ask you if you have your Bible until I start seeing y'all bring y'all Bibles, an iPad or something. I want y'all to bring something in this bad boy to just refer to the word. You just come in here. It's not a lecture. Pastor don't come in here to just give you a little lecture and it feel good and you go home. And you can't tell half of the stuff you, what he talked about when you leave out here. You didn't take no notes. You didn't write nothing down. You didn't underline no scripture. You didn't highlight your Bible. You didn't do none of that. You just sit there and listen. Then you go home back to normal. And that's what most people do. Christianity is like a part of their daily, just something they do. This has to be your life, and everything else is part of what you do. This is your life. And the reason why you don't take this serious, because you're not serious about this. You're more serious about your business, your job, your, your, your investments. You, you're more, you spend more time on that or watching football, watching sports than this. You read this only when you need help. Yeah, only when you need help. This is the only time you grab your Bible. Things going wrong, you grab your Bible. And then you don't know where to read at because you haven't been spiritually discerned, so you don't know where to start. You're like, uh, I'm going to start with what that scripture pastor said. I'm, maybe I'll start there. What is... Oh, it's just too hard. I, this Bible is just too, because your spirit, because the flesh don't want to do this. You have to make yourself do it. If you don't have a spot that you can go and worship God, set a spot in the closet. When I first got saved, I made a spot in my closet, one bedroom apart, a spot in my closet, but I just went in there, had a little lamp, my, and I spent time with God. No distraction. I made it in my closet. And everywhere we went, every house, we had to have a spot to where I can spend time with God. I had to. I had to have an office. So I had to pull away. And if you don't have that spot, find a spot in your house. If you got an empty room, make it your spot. That worship music played through that all day. And I tell you, that spot, he'll be waiting on you. Every time you get up, he'll be waiting on you to go in that spot in the morning. 
Make it a spot. You got all these extra rooms in your house for guests? Make him your guest. That's, that's the guest room right there. Jesus Christ is your guest room. Make that your guest room. Amen? Let's go to read this last. Uh, he, said, uh, he said, where is it at 13? He said, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching toward, I mean forward to those things which are ahead. He said, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call God in Christ Jesus. What we talked about today, we talked about pressing. You had to press to come to this altar today. You see, a lot of people talk about grace, grace, grace. Grace does not change the nature of sin. It, it don't change the nature of sin. Sin leads to death always, always. Grace never makes sin less deadlier. Instead, grace enables us to rely on the power of the Spirit to put to death the sinful urges and desires. So people say, I'm under grace, I'll just do what I want. No, 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 no. Sin is still deadly. Every time you sin, they're always going to say that something must die. You're cheating. You're cheating. It may not look like it's dying now, but it's dying. Your relationship is dying. Your trust with your wife is dying. It's dying. Oh, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to manifest soon. So whatever you're doing, it's because sin, is the wages of sin is death. So when you know you're messing up, you have to repent. God, I'm sorry, I repent. Stop it. Or it start growing, because it's going to start growing. So you have to kill that thing. And even if you got to do it over and over and over, I repent. God, I'm sorry, I messed up. Forgive me again. You know what you're going to do? He's going to forgive you. He's going to forgive you again, but you have to repent. As long as you don't repent and get away from God, the more that thing growing. The more it's growing. And if you have a problem with certain things, it's going to get bigger and bigger, and then you're not going to be able to control it. It's going to be out of control. So start when it's small and curse that thing and say, God, I repent. I had an attitude. I had an attitude. I, you know, I didn't do right. So whatever you got to do, do it. He said, going off on people that makes you mad, stop it. Talking to people you know is gossiping, stop it. You know they gossip. You can't just leave the church before you get home and they're already talking. Our pastor prayed for such and such. Who was he praying for? Who was the one he prophesied to? You're already on the phone. I mean, before you get home, she didn't even come to church, but you already called her on the way home. Yeah, pastor talked to such and such to Jones. Yeah, he told them gossip. You know it's in the church. You know it's in the church. Get to the restaurant, start gossiping. I go invited to somebody's house, and y'all have a good time. We have a good time, but now it's time to chill and talk. And then now you start talking about the church. I didn't like the way the pastor did that gossiping. Stop it. You know you're doing Just stop it. Tell the flesh, I'm not doing it. No, stop it. Listening to worldly music. Not here, but in your car. You know what I'm talking about, in your car. <laughs> in your car going home. You got all that cussing, all that smoking, all that stuff, worldly music. I'm not talking about jazz or Michael Buble. It's my wife. She like Michael Buble. We get in the mood. Jazz. You know, that's for us. But I ain't going to listen to all that cussing. Oh, come on, now. But that's getting in your spirit. The next thing you know, and most of the, uh, I'll be honest with you, most of our songs that we have our kids listen to is about sex or drugs. And why do you think they want sex all the time? Because most of it just rub you down, this girl, and this and this and this. So in their mind, they're thinking about how they can get them a girl, and, but they feed it to us, so that's entertainment. Black people like that type of music. And you worry about with people. With, come on now. Don't be, don't be tricked by the enemy. No, we're not tricked by them. We don't do those things no more. Watching movies, sex, fear, strife, something on your phone. Come on now. I know I got y'all somewhere. Watching movies that you know you're not supposed to be watching. Talking to people you know you're not supposed to be talking to. Listening to stuff. All that stuff is not good. You got to disassociate yourself with those things. 
And there's another one. Ooh, I like this one. Talking about your church and your pastor. Ooh. Pastor have a good message all the time. He, he said something that you didn't like, and now you just gone off. I didn't like that, Pastor, Pastor, Pastor. I didn't like that, Pastor, Pastor, Pastor. As soon as you get sick, you call your man of God to pray for you. It's in every church, not just this church. It's in every church. But you have to guard your heart. Say, I'm changing. I'm not doing that anymore. Just anything that have held you back from being spiritually minded, repent. Come on, stand up real quick. Stand up. Everybody stand up. We're going to just repent from the things that cause us to not be spiritually minded. And you don't have to tell nobody. You don't have to say anything. But say it to God. Say it to God. Say it to God. Repent. And start fresh. Tell God, yeah, I know I did it, God. I was wrong. I repent, God. I wasn't nice to such a so-and-so. I wasn't, you know, I didn't do right. I didn't, I repent, Lord. Oh, just repent. Let's play some soft music. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we repent, Lord God, of all the wrongdoings that we have did, Lord God. I pray for the congregation, Lord God, that you would soften the hearts of everybody that's here today, Lord God, that you would help us do it right. Help us to have, be spiritually minded that we would walk in this, this dark time not defeated, be victoriously, Lord God. Help us to walk in it, God. I pray for the congregation. They're here because they love the pastor, they love the church, and they want to be here. But I pray for strength when they get out in the world. Give us the strength, Lord God, to resist the devil. Give us the strength to witness to people that we don't feel like. Let us know, God, it's not by power nor by might, but it's by your spirit. God, we repent. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org slash podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.